Hey, it's Luke here. I just want to tell you about a new podcast I'm involved in, which is called The C Word. Six weeks ago, my eldest brother Lee was diagnosed with stage 4 brain cancer. It is the type of news that stops you and your family in your tracks and offers a fairly sobering reminder of what this life is about. Over those six weeks, we've had many a conversations trying to understand this new health challenge and the road ahead. And as easy as it would be to fall into a heap and give in early with such difficult news, I asked my brother what he needed from me most. Outside of the obvious and much needed support for him and his family, he said, most importantly, I just need to focus on beating this with optimism. So with a desire to support in a way that benefits him, educates us, and hopefully informs those we don't know, we decided to create this podcast that could tell that story as it unfolds, capturing the highs, the lows, the unknowns, and hopefully plenty of optimism along the way. To come on the journey, search The C Word on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts free. Welcome to Itch. My name's Luke. I'm 32 years old, and I'm from Australia. I've spent my life with an insatiable curiosity, an itch, if you will, and a need to understand more. There is a clear desire for so many of us, irrelevant of background, ethnicity, or sexuality, to live more authentically and to seek out an alternative narrative to that which currently exists. I use my stories to take you on a journey where I've challenged my own truths through the ability to ask more questions than I have answers maintaining a great sense of humor, always viewing the world through a lens of empathy, but most importantly, to live in the gray. These attributes have assisted me to seek out different perspectives and to create a life that is more flourishing and progressive for me and, well, hopefully for those around me. So if you're interested to know more, welcome to Itch. Lesson number two, do not hold life hostage to change. This is an interesting one because it's certainly a lesson that I even right now, I can think of a situation in my life where um, this is happening again for me, uh, where you have that moment where you've got these preconceived ideas around what you think should happen, (laughs) and then you've got the reality of what is actually happening. Um, So this lesson has been one that I think I learned um, quite a while ago, but at the same time, I have found ways to um, to understand when it's happening and then now make sure I pull myself into account every time. So the best example I can give of this one and probably one of the first times that it really stood out and I found a way to to, to get around it uh, was living in the Middle East, living in the UAE, had been there for the last five years, um, had come back to Australia to set the scene, come back to Australia for my 30th um, and, you know, planned two weeks here. I think we had about two or three weeks and then we we're going to uh, Bali after that for some holidays and then back home. At this point, I'm uh, working in Blonde Bear. Blonde Bear is a business concept design company that my partner and I owned uh, where we worked with entrepreneurs to bring their brands to life. Awesome job, loved it, um, but at the time we needed to just get away and we'd kind of done it for about a year and a half and I needed a break. We came back to Australia and we never had an intention to be living in Australia. Um, We came back here, it was day two, and so my partner who was with me, who I'd been with at this point, I think we're at, what, three and a half years, something like that, and I just got this gut instinct, this feeling that it's time to come home. Now, at this point, I'd been overseas for the last five years. And so I hadn't planned to. Our next steps after this was very much to 
not be coming home, I can tell you that much. Um, you know, we were thinking, where do we go next? You know, the world's our oyster. Let's see where we where we land. Uh, but at this point, it was definitely not back to Australia. So we're back in Australia. We're here for the two weeks. I get this very strong gut instinct that says it's time to come home. Um, and I have these moments in life. I have these things that just flash in front of me. And it is a it's a non-negotiable, really. It's a it's the universe for me kind of going, this is it. We talk about it. I push it to the side and think, no, 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 let's just get home. You know, we've been a bit unsettled lately. This is probably what it is. We go to Bali. We have an amazing time. We end up back in Abu Dhabi and, uh, and, the, and the feeling hasn't gone away. So I, I push ahead and just get back into routine. That's, that's a good way of kind of clearing things out. Within a few weeks after that, it, it hadn't gone away. So we start the conversation of, is it time to move back to Australia? Let's look into this. So we start looking into it. In our head, we decide, yep, maybe this is a way to go. Maybe we'll build a path towards there. We begin the process. We find out that it's it's a bit of a lengthy process outside of Australia. I'm feeling very unsettled, like, oh, I don't know if I actually want to be back here. I think I want to go home. I can't tell you why, but I do. We get to a point where we realize, okay, do you know what? We're going to go ahead and get this visa. But, and my partner who was born in the UAE, but not from there, um, doesn't have an Australian passport nor citizenship or, or, or residency to be here. So it, I was bringing him over on a partner visa. We look into the process. We find out how much it is. It's like $7,000, $8,000, something like that. 20,000 dirhams in terms of local cash. We just didn't have it. We'd come back from four weeks holidays. I'd had my 30th. It was a huge event. Um, it was an amazing event. Um, and so we'd spent a fair bit of cash, right? And so we were like, okay, that's fine. We want to do this, but we haven't got the money. We start looking into it. We're uncertain around the timeframes. We then have the reality that the way the UAE works is that you're kind of locked in a year at a time. Everyone's there on a visa. We've got the money constraint as well. We're running our own businesses at this point. So, you know, it's not like you've just got your standard salary coming in. We'd always done very well, but at this point, for some reason, it just stopped. Projects stopped, things just stopped for a minute. So we're pushing ahead and we had this very clear idea that we're gonna move back to Australia, but we're gonna do it all in the UAE. And we were forcing this to happen. And all of a sudden, everything around us just pushed back hard. And so we left it. You know, I decided at that point, actually, maybe this isn't the right thing. Maybe we just need to leave it for now. And so we, we let it go. A week later, my partner gets uh, an idea to call an immigration lawyer in Australia, um, you know, put on the credit card. And trust me, like, obviously, that's the place you want to be in because, my God, how much they charge for an hour of their time. But anyway, we pay some money. We get an hour of their time and we have a conversation and they say, send us all your documentation first. We send the documentation over and to our surprise, we find out on this phone call, actually, you're in a position where you can change your visa status in Australia. Now, that was not expected. And we were like, sorry? I'm like, yeah, you can change your visa status in Australia based on the visa that you have. Amazing. And so all of a sudden, we went from pressing ahead with this idea that in my gut was so right, it just felt right, but the circumstances were wrong. But the reality is the universe only has a particular number of ways to control us, right? Like you're, the, the nature around you is kind of going, oh, I want you to kind of go this way, but we're pushing ahead another way. And so we were holding life hostage to this change because we were demanding what we wanted to do. Little did we know that actually it was in Australia that we needed to go through this process. So from that one pivotal phone call and through letting go of this idea that actually maybe we don't know best, we suddenly had a new option. 
And all of a sudden it started to make a bit more sense. And the moment we realized this and then thought, okay, maybe we start winding down and go back to Australia, begin it, see if it works. If it doesn't, we can come back, you know, it works in timeframes. And so we began that process. The moment, the moment we made that decision that actually let's go back to Australia and do it, everything changed. It was like, we just needed to let go and the wind would pick us up in the right direction. And so then immediately after that, we had all these projects come back in. We had all the money come back in. We had everything suddenly start flooding back in because we'd made the right decision that actually, yes, we are to go home, but, but maybe we're meant to go a little sooner than we expected. And so we got pushed down that way. And then before you know it, I think that was in like March, April, it was in around April. And then by July, we were leaving. Had we have pushed forward, had we have not allowed the breathing space, had we demanded, you know, we had opportunity here where we could have gone out and borrowed money from family and made sure we get that in and, and begin the whole process. If we'd done that, who knows where we would be, you know, like I'm not a believer that everything would be ruined and it all be over. I just think maybe it would have been a really harder path. And the reason I'm using this one is, is this, this story and this example for not holding life hostage to change is I'm also thinking about an analogy that I love to use and one that I wanted to share, which is that of a sailing boat. So I use this analogy where I think, imagine life as a sailing boat. And this is a, an example that fits well here. So you're going along in this sailing boat. The wind has caught you. You're, you're cruising along. It's, it's happy days, right? The weather is lovely. But then all of a sudden you feel this, this shift, this turn in the weather. You think it's okay. I can see the shoreline. We're kind of moving towards that. It'll, it'll be fine. But then all of a sudden the, the, the water gets more choppy and the wind starts actually push against you. And it's becoming really difficult to get to the destination that you can see, like, you know, like that's where we have to go. And then all of a sudden, it's just not what you'd planned. Now you have two options, right? And this is where I think life kind of throws this to you. Option one is to keep pushing ahead, right? So just keep smashing through that. The waves are going to get bigger. The tides are going to get harder. Like things are just going to get harder and you're going to go through this storm. Now it's not to say you won't get through the storm. It's to say that you'll get through it potentially. I mean, you run the risk that you don't, but you'll come out battered on the other side. Or the second option is that actually if you just shift the mast, it'll just turn around and maybe capture that wind and shift you in a slightly different direction. And it's not that you can't lead towards that part of the shoreline. It's that it's actually going to take you around that storm. And so for me, this was that pivotal moment, that phone call, that additional information. And I also use that, that term as if I don't, if I'm not feeling right about something, it's because I'm missing information. That additional information was missing. And then all of a sudden, by not holding life hostage to change and demanding what I thought the best outcome was, we were shifted with the wind and moved towards the shoreline in a way that we hadn't expected. And in a way that, yeah, we still went through a bit of a storm, but actually we got here and we're on the other side. And when I look back with that beauty of hindsight, it couldn't have been more beautifully orchestrated. With this story, I invite you to think of it for yourself. You know, if we're thinking about living in the gray and we're thinking about living in that space where things aren't black and white, where are we trying to hold life hostage to change? Where are we demanding outcomes where outcomes can't be found right now? 
or where are we working towards something where maybe we don't have enough information or where we're going against nature, we're going against the waves when actually, if we just shift that mast, if we just move the boat around, we'll have a smoother sail back towards the shoreline. And, you know, we can apply this in so many different spaces, especially right now in the world. You know, we're going through such difficulties with with how the world is, with different types of viruses and people losing their jobs and, and work fundamentally changing, the shape of business changing. How can we look at this rather as instead of being some challenging time that we have to just force our ideas on, but instead a time where it's asking us to just shift the post a little. Just don't hold it hostage to change. Allow change to take place. Because if you're meant to get to that particular point, you'll get there. It's just that maybe you won't get there the way you think is best. So I invite you to have a think of that this week. And for me, when I look back at this and I look at where I am right now, I, I, I can see it all happening again. And it's the, it's the scary part. It's the, it's the vulnerable state that we're in when we have to kind of, you can see where you're going. You think it's not that far, but you've just got to pull, you know, pull those ropes and let the wind kind of shift you away from where you thought you were going to go to get across there and just trust that actually it's all going to be for the best possible outcome. I'm Luke Evans. Thanks for listening to Itch.